It's game day, everybody. BYU and Utah State set to battle for the old wagon wheel. What to make of this matchup? What is BYU's prospects for winning this game and ending the month of September with a 4-1 record? We're diving into all of that ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Our title sponsor today is our friends over at Bet Online. Is brought today's episode is brought to you by Ed Bet Online, which has has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, uh, let's dive on in in today's show. But a quick reminder right off the top that we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU. Cougars. The goal here, simply stated, is to make you guys the smartest fans in the room when it comes to the BYU football program, basketball program, and everywhere in between. You will stun, astound, and amaze the people around you with your knowledge, and your little secret is this podcast. All right, big matchup tonight, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The battle for the old wagon wheel. BYU and Utah State set to do battle. Uh, It's been 100 years since the first time they played. They first battled in 1922. Of course, it's 20 2022 this year. They have played, I believe it's 91 times in that uh, run over the 100 years. And BYU has actually had a pretty healthy record in the last 50 years, obviously, since Lavelle Edwards took over as the head coach. Uh, The funny thing about this was, though, is if you look at the history, in the first three years of Lavelle Edwards' Edwards tenure, Utah State actually beat him the first three years of his head coaching uh, run in Provo. But since then, it's been pretty much all BYU since. And that's the thing about tonight's game. Going into it, I guess I'm not bearing the lead here. Is BYU is heavily favored in this game. Our friends at Bet Online, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, have BYU as a 24 point favorite. They think this game isn't going to be close. They think BYU is going to run roughshod over the Aggies, and for good reason. Because Utah State, they're a paltry one and three coming into this game. They're limping in here. They're all kinds of banged up, especially along their defensive front. Now, BYU, we'll talk about this in a moment, also has their own injury concerns. But Utah State, from what they were a year ago, a 10-win team, a team that won the Mountain West Conference title, this is just like a wholesale shift uh, for the Aggies coming into this matchup. And they're literally, quite literally, limping into this matchup. Now, I can tell you guys this much. Uh, Blake Anderson comes on my radio show, DJ and PK, on the KSL Sports Zone every week on Monday, and he said in his interview with DJ and PK that Logan Bonner, Utah State's uh, starting quarterback, was carted off the field during their loss to UNLV last week, right at the end of the game. And he said that we're going to have to kind of monitor his status throughout the week and see how he does uh, in the lead up to this game. I can tell you, having talked with some folks in Logan, he is still in a boot as of yesterday. Uh, so, as of recording this podcast and recording this on Wednesday night, he was still in a boot, and I think he was questionable at best to play in this matchup. If he's unable to go, that means former Orem. High star Cooper Lagat is in uh, in 
place, I guess, to be the starting quarterback for Utah State in his proverbial backyard. This is a kid who, like I said, played at Orem High School just up the hill from BYU and was a guy that was very, very good at the high school ranks, had a very nice touchdown throw in relief of Logan Bonner in their bowl game a year ago, but his experience, it's limited. This year, uh, Logan Bonner has uh, uh, completed 62 of 110 passes for 753 yards, a 56.4 completion percent, which is just absolutely abysmal uh, relative to what he was a year ago. Cooper Lega in his limited action this year, seven completions on 17 attempts for 40 yards. That's a 41.2% completion percentage. Lega has one touchdown against two, uh, excuse me, no touchdowns against one interception. Logan Bonner, to his credit, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. Five of those last week against UNLV, and things aren't going well up there in Aggieland. And that's the thing about this matchup, is I feel like BYU should be fairly confident in this game. You can't come in thinking, okay, we're just going to run roughshod over these guys and take them too lightly, because they are still a football team. And if you have some turnovers, you give them uh, some ability to get some confidence, that type of stuff, all of a sudden, this game can flip on its head. But the nice part, I think, if you're BYU is this looks like a completely different matchup than most of us, yours truly included, coming into this game. I thought, going into the season, I guess I should say, I thought this game was going to be far tougher than it appears to be right now. Now, Utah State does have athletes. Let's be very clear about this. They do have a bevy of guys who, on any given play, can hurt BYU. I think Calvin Tyler Jr. is a fine running back. He leads the Aggies right now with 292 rushing yards on the season. He has no touchdowns. They actually only have one rushing touchdown on the season. That comes from Robert Briggs who is the second leading rusher with 167 yards on the season. Uh, the Aggies for the season as a team are averaging 3.6 yards per carry. They, they've struggled to run the football. Brian Cobbs is their leading receiver with 241 receiving yards and one touchdown. Uh, he's got 18 receptions on the year. Justin McGriff, who's a very tall and rangy athlete, has 13 receptions for 204 yards. And then Terrell Vaughn, uh, 12 receptions for 127 yards. So they've spread the wealth around when it comes to the receiving options. But like I said, they just have not been able to do much of anything. They have 820 rushing yards, uh, 820 passing yards on the year, a 53.3% completion percentage across all the different guys who have attempted passes this year. Literally nothing has gone right for this Utah State squad. So they're going to come into this matchup, I think, desperate and hungry. They obviously want to get their season jump-started, and a win over a nationally ranked BYU team, who's number 19 in the country, would do just that. But I think if BYU comes into this game and has their head on their shoulders, understands what the task at hand is, is to get to 4-1 and one coming out of the month of September, ostensibly move up in the national polls coming up next week with a good performance, because you're the only uh, team on TV outside of South Carolina, South Carolina State. And those of you who mentioned on my Twitter feed as well as in the YouTube comments, well, they're not, BYU's not the only game playing. Now, at the time of recording of that podcast, BYU was the only team playing. Uh, South Carolina, South Carolina State was added uh, to Thursday night's lineup because of the effects of Hurricane Ian, which is absolutely just run roughshod in southwestern uh, Florida. Our thoughts and prayers go out, by the way, uh, just on a sidetrack note for a minute here. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the people and the families and all those affected by Hurricane Ian. Hope that all uh, can be as well as it possibly can be. The storm surge there, some absolutely terrifying scenes of that storm roaring ashore there on the west coast, the southwest coast of Florida, but 
Nonetheless, it's a big opportunity for BYU because, yeah, South Carolina, South Carolina State is going to take some eyeballs, but let's be honest, two rivals playing a game on national TV on ESPN, that's going to draw a lot of people's eyes, and obviously there'll be NFL, there's going to be the NFL game going on as well, but that's streaming. There's a lot of people out there who still don't necessarily know how or want to stream games. I'm a guy who's been streaming for many, many years, but I'm still very much in the minority. A bevy of you probably still have your cable packages and there will still be people that are be looking around for the NFL game like, I can't find the NFL. Well, there's this football game. Let's watch BYU and Utah State. It is a huge, huge stage for BYU to be playing on in this game. Like I said, Utah State, they come into this one and I think that BYU, if they just go out there and do what they do, BYU should be able to run it up in this game. And that that's no disrespect to Utah State. It's just a simple fact of the matter of where things stand for these two programs. They stand in kind of, in kind of stark contrast, contrast to one another coming into this matchup. BYU's off to a very solid start. That Oregon game notwithstanding, they're 3-1. and one. They're ranked number 19 in the country. They're doing everything they set out to do, at least in the early part of the season, I would expect, outside of that no-show, it feels like, against the Oregon Ducks. Meanwhile, Utah State, they open their season with a pretty struggly win over uh, UConn, then get absolutely just destroyed. 55-0 by Alabama there in Tuscaloosa. And in many ways, it feels like that broke Utah State's spirit because since then, they have been absolutely dominated by Weber State 35-7 on their home field. UNLV, which has been a traditional doormat in the Mountain West Conference and has very rarely uh, beaten Utah State, went to Logan last week and won that game going away 34-24. That scoreline wasn't even indicative of how much of a runaway win that was for the Rebels in that matchup. So Utah State, yeah, they had big, big plans, it felt like, with a returning quarterback. They had to replace all their receivers that had really been a big part of their offense a year ago, but they felt like, you know what, we can make another run at a Mountain West title, but it's just absolutely just been like a... a a crash and burn start to the season for Utah State. So I, I look at this and I think that BYU should be feeling pretty confident about themselves. I want to talk about some of the metrics of this game, I'll give you a look at that. Also talk about BYU's injuries, what I have heard this week leading up to the matchup. We'll get to all of that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. But first a word on our friends over at Bet Online. As mentioned, BYU a 24-point favorite over Utah State tonight in that matchup, according to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your football betting information this season, my friends. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles, as well as analysis on every game that you can find, both in the college and pro ranks. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, and the NBA is not too far off, my friends, so get in on it now. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more now. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen to the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Now, I mentioned I wanted to talk about the metrics in terms of the, how much of BYU is a favorite in this game. And to pull this up here, this comes from Stats of War uh, on Twitter. Uh, Parker does an incredible job with these each week. And I would encourage you guys, if you don't support his work, I would encourage you to do so. I'll, I'll maximize the screen so you guys can see this here. But if you look at this, all that red there that uh, features Utah State on the left side here, 
That is very bad. You don't want to be in the red on this. 124th out of 131 on EPA margin. 125th on offensive margin is absolutely abysmal. They, they, they cannot score. Their expected points in any given game is just atrocious right now. You can see right here the win probability up in the upper left corner. And those of you listening on the regular podcast feed, you can go find it. Stats of War. I've also retweeted it on my Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. Or you can just Google uh, Stats of War on Google and it'll pop up as well. The win probability percentage for uh, BYU is 97.02%. They, they expect BYU to run away with this. Projected points for BYU, 38.8, 12.8 for Utah State. Th- this game is not supposed to be close. And like I said, the, the two squads entering this matchup couldn't be more disparate in how they have essentially started the season. BYU's flying high right now. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Jaron Hall is doing absolutely phenomenal things. Uh, I, hearing from some, from some people that more and more NFL scouts, we're talking upwards of 10, 12 guys at a time anymore are showing up to BYU football practices and they're checking out more than just Jaron Hall. But the most questions based on what I'm, what I understand about the coaching staff at BYU, the most questions they are answering right now relate to Jaron Hall as a quarterback. The, the NFL is intrigued with him. He's off to a flying start this year. We kind of talked already about what's going on with a guy like Logan Bonner, who has just absolutely had an abysmal start to the year, whereas a guy like Jaron Hall, he's been absolutely lights out. And that's the crazy thing about this is you look at the stats, there couldn't be stand a more stark contrast to one another. Uh, Jaron Hall, 1,164 yards on a 71.5 completion percentage. He's got nine touchdowns against the one interception. It's just the quarterback rating at 158.7. It's Similar to what I just talked about with the overall matchup between the Aggies and the Cougars, you couldn't find a more lopsided, one-way matchup between these two quarterbacks. And that's even if a guy like Logan Bonner plays. I'm not expecting him to play in this game. I I think this is a game... That doesn't count against the Mountain West standings, obviously, for Utah State. And the fact that he was in a boot and had to be carted off the field last week at the end of the game, that screams to me a guy who is beat up and I think probably needs at least a week off here. And I would expect that Cooper Lega plays in this game. But like I said, Jaron Hall... Off to an absolutely incredible start. Now, who will Jaron Hall be throwing the ball to? Everything I'm hearing in the lead-up to this game, and Gunnar Romney said it himself on the KSL Sports Zone, the station I work for, that he is expecting to play in tonight's game, so he will make his season debut. It's very exciting to have the prospect of having Gunnar back out there. I don't think you necessarily can count out a guy like Puka Nakua. Uh, Kalani Satake said they were still evaluating him early this week. Uh, everything I've heard since that Monday press conference is that they have been continuing to work with him. I think they give him the week off, even if he were technically cleared to go, I don't think you need a guy like Pukunakua in this game. You want to get him ready for uh, for Notre Dame in just 10 days' time, so I would assume that he probably sits out tonight's game. But the good news is on the other injuries, it sounds like pretty much everybody outside of uh, Jackson McChesney and Josh Larson, who underwent surgery, it looked like on his lower leg, I saw that on Instagram yesterday, outside of those two, nobody's necessarily been ruled out of this game. Uh, there are a bunch of dings and dents for BYU. Kalani Sitake said that Max Tooley should be available in this game. Guys like uh, Earl Tuioti Mariner should be available as well. I would assume that other guys who have had injury concerns of their own Atunai Samahe, Caden Haas, etc. If they are cleared, they'll likely play in this game. But at the same time, there were a number of guys like Thule a week ago that BYU decided, you know what, with the five-day turnaround, you're going to rest this game and you're going to play in the next game to get yourself ready for Notre Dame. It's, just, it's, it's a load management thing in many ways for these guys. And think of it this way. 
way. And a lot of you out there probably aren't soccer fans, but I am a soccer fan. And when it comes to soccer, a lot of times you'll have what they call three well, squad rotations is what they call them. But it's when a soccer team plays three matches in a very tight, compressed schedule, usually within seven or eight days. They have what they call mass roster rotations where they actually have guys play a game, the very first game of the three. Then they will rotate and not play the second game or maybe 45 minutes in that second game, get the rest, and then hopefully be ready to go for a full 90 minutes in that third game. That's with how tight the schedule was for BYU in this two-game set where it's two games within five days, giving guys like Max Tooley, uh, Earl Tuioti, Mariner, etc., the opportunity to rest a little bit actually may work to their advantage where they're more fresh for this game, and then they have that extra time off, the 10 days or so between uh, Utah State and Notre Dame to get themselves ready for that matchup in Las Vegas against the Fighting Irish. I actually think they're being very, very smart about this. The, the strength and conditioning staff, the sports science people at BYU, they have been very much all in on making sure that BYU has uh, the best information at their fingertips, speaking of the coaching staff, to make decisions on how to go about putting their lineups uh, out there, de- I guess deploying the lineups uh, to their to their most advantage. But just looking once again at the at these at these graphs for uh, Utah State and BYU, BYU's got plenty of red in their own right. The rush defense has got issues, and obviously that's probably what Utah State's going to lean on in a game like this if they want to have hopes of winning it, controlling the line of scrimmage, and hopefully shortening the game, getting some turnovers, that type of stuff if they want to spring any type of upset, if they want to have hopes of that. They've got to uh, take care of uh, that side of the ball, but just with all of the statistics here, the, the, the advanced metrics here from our friends at Stats of War, it screams to me that BYU should roll in this football game. And I don't want to count chickens before they hatch, but if BYU comes out of this month 4-1, and one, aren't we all, as collectively, media, fans, players, coaches, administrators, aren't we all thinking, okay, that's exactly about as well as things could have gone. Obviously, you would have liked to have seen a better performance against Oregon, but going into the season, I said my benchmark for BYU's success was a 9-3 and three record. As it stands, if they make it to 4-1 and one after tonight, game, I think the BYU is right on track to do exactly what I thought they were capable of doing coming into to the season. They go 4-1 and one in the first month, then you have a huge kickoff to next month with obviously the back-to-back against Notre Dame and Las Vegas, and then you're home to nationally ranked Arkansas the week after that. Those are two huge games. I have thought all along, and coming into the season, I thought if you split those games, if you went 2-2 two and two against Oregon, Baylor, Notre Dame, Arkansas, that was a fantastic result, especially considering all four of those teams were ranked in the preseason top 20. Now, has Notre Dame proven to be a little bit of a fraud? Absolutely. They lost their starting quarterback. They had a really good offensive week last week in blowing out North Carolina, but North Carolina also did give up 61 points to Appalachian State in an absolute barn burner. So how good really is North Carolina? I have my questions there, but... I think if you're four and one, I guess my bigger point here, kind of pulling out of just not the Utah State myopic view, kind of the thirty thousand foot view of how the season's going for BYU. I think you're right on track, honestly, because you can absorb another loss in October, and then you finish that month. You're probably what coming out of that one. You're eight and two. Like no, not eight and two. What would that be? You'd be uh, seven and two uh, coming out of out of the month of October. That's a fantastic uh, thing going in to the month of November. And in the month of November, I thought the Boise State was probably going to be the most likely loss on that slate in the month of November, but suddenly Boise State has lost to UTEP. They have fired their offensive coordinator, and oh, by the way, their three-year starting quarterback in Hank Bachmeyer just entered the NCAA transfer portal. So it seems like uh, Boise State is a little bit of a dumpster fire in their own right. So things are shaping up right 
right now for BYU to make quite a run here. I think a 10-win season. If you if you win this game tonight, you split those games against Arkansas and Notre Dame, not looking too far ahead, but if you split those games, I think 10-2 and two is absolutely on the table for BYU. Now, if you sweep the games against Notre Dame and Arkansas, you you win both of those, what, 11-1 and one and potential run at a college football playoff berth, a New Year's Six Bowl game? Is that, on the, is that in the cards? Potentially. I don't think the college football playoff has any interest in BYU or letting anybody spoil their party with the big brands they like to seem to put in that game. But at the same time, if you handle your business here, if you're BYU led by an absolute rising superstar in Jaron Hall... I what the 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 ceiling is the roof to use the expression from Michael Jordan the, there there is no uh cap to what BYU is possibly capable possibly capable of doing I, I, I you get what I'm saying like the, the, there is no telling what they could pull off this season if everything goes the way it's shaping up right now for the Cougars and that that's a very positive thing I the way things are laying out for the Cougars right now it's almost like a dream scenario in many ways was the Oregon loss disappointing Absolutely, it was, but it's only one loss. It's a long season. This is game five of 12, and it's crazy to think that we're already through the month of September practically, and we're already into October, but at the same time, it is the best time of year, and I think the BYU's got a very good shot tonight. I'll give you my prediction for the game. Uh, we'll get to uh, some other notes when it comes to other BYU teams in action tonight. We'll get to all of that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, before we go here on today's show, Obviously a big matchup tonight between BYU and Utah State, but they're not the only BYU team in action. If you want to support some of the other teams out there, you actually have an opportunity to go out and watch the BYU softball team in action. They're going to be hosting their second blue and white scrimmage of the fall season. That is at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time at Gale Miller Field. Uh, the way I understand it about BYU softball is it's it's free. You can go and just watch the game if you want to enjoy some fall softball. Uh, I'm married to a former BYU softball player, and I've got a soft spot for that program. Uh, Gordon Eakin does a great job uh, coaching those ladies up and I think it'd be a fun opportunity if you wanted to do that. 1.30 once again out there at Gail Miller Field. Also uh, BYU Women's Volleyball nationally ranked obviously making a run here in the West Coast Conference coming off two big conference wins last week. They're on the road tonight. They're up in Portland at the Child Center taking on the Portland Pilots. Uh, that will be televised or I guess streamed on the WCC Network. It is scheduled for 7 o'clock uh, Mountain Time so if you wanted to like split screen it if you happen to be watching at home you can have the BYU football game on the TV and you want to pull up the volleyball match on your tablet or your phone, etc. You can stream it that way. It's a big opportunity once again for BYU Women's Volleyball to pick up another West Coast Conference win. Uh, Heather Olmstead, she's got an absolute uh, buzzsaw of a squad again this year. It just annually. Uh, this is, It's funny to think about how good BYU Women's Volleyball has been under Heather Olmstead, but she's 225. She's, she's won 200 games and lost just 25 in her run as BYU's head coach over the past, what, six or so years? It's just an absolutely historic run that BYU Women's Volleyball is putting together. And I would encourage you guys, if you have the opportunity to support a BYU Women's Volleyball, please do so. They're absolutely phenomenal. It's a fun sport. It's a fast-paced sport. It doesn't lack for action. There are times that I've had uh, people tell me that softball can drag on, and it can, absolutely. These soft, uh, softball, football games can drag on. Well, softball in a way, too. It's kind of like baseball, where there's not just, there's so sparse action interspersed with a bunch of just kind of sitting around in many ways. Volleyball's not that. Every single serve, there's points being scored on that. And it's, it's fast-paced. It's it's high-flying. It, it's a ton of fun. So I'm not trying to say that you guys need to support BYU Women's Volleyball, but I would encourage, if you want a sport that is a fun one to go out there and do, 
I'd encourage you, BYU women's volleyball is a fun sport to latch on with, and they win at, at a very, very high clip. All right, uh, final thing for me, we are talking a little bit earlier about Jaron Hall and how I've talked about uh, these NFL scouts coming to BYU. Well, if you want an idea of where other uh, high-level BYU athletes are ranked right now in the NFL draft circles, uh, Blake Freeland is currently Mel Kuyper's number six offensive tackle. Coming into the season, he was actually number three, so he's moved down the list a little bit. Uh, there's guys like Paris Johnson from Ohio State, uh, Peter Skaronsky from uh, Northwestern. Those were the one, two in the preseason rankings with Blake Freeland number three. Blake's kind of slid down the list to number six, but Blake is still in very much a prime spot. If he decides that this is his final season in a BYU uniform, he's going to make himself plenty of money because offensive tackles, they come at a premium and an athletic freak like uh, of a guy like Blake Freeland is. He's going to make himself plenty of money. But the good news is his running mate, a guy who is on this show every single week, uh, Clark Barrington, he's the number four ranked offensive guard, according to Mel Kuyper. Osiris Torrance out of Florida, number uh, one. Jarrett Patterson, who BYU will see in 10 days' time again at Notre Dame, he's number two on that list. And then Layden Robinson from Texas A&M is number three. And then there is Mr. Clark Barrington at number four. That screams to me that Clark, at worst, is a mid-round pick in next year's NFL draft if everything holds like it's expected to. Obviously, there are going to be many more rankings to come. Uh, there'll be more evaluation of him as a player. But that's the fun part of a guy like Clark is he's getting all kinds of attention, and it's all well-deserved. By the way, he was also named a semifinalist for the William V. Campbell Award, which is uh, an award that goes out to the best scholar athletes in college football. There are 156 athletes across all levels of football, and Clark was named as one of those 156 semifinalists. So congratulations to Clark. I cannot wait to have him on the show next week and uh, mess with him a little bit and be like, Hey, look at you, Mr. Smarty Pants. I think he's uh, studying construction management. So it's not an easy major. He's not He's not out there kind of loafing his way through school. This is a dude who's getting it done. The average GPA across all 156 of those semifinalists, and I know that saying a semifinalist with 156 people seems crazy, but that's, that's what it is. The average GPA across all those players is a 3.62 GPA at the college level. Any of you know how much time school requires of these guys as well as playing football does, you would be astounded at the fact that these guys across the board, all 156 of these athletes across various levels of football, they average a 3.62 GPA. That's absolutely incredible. And I tip my cap to Clark Barrington as as well as the rest of the honorees on that list. Uh, BYU is going to be facing Utah State tonight. Chandler Dolphin, the starting center for Utah State, was their nominee for that award. So congratulations to him in his own right as they go up into battle on this game. But looking forward to it tonight, my friends. I will have pre and post game uh, duties on radio on the KSL Sports Zone. If you want to tune in on 97.5 FM, uh, Alex Curie and myself will have you guys covered both pre and post game. I'll have a post uh, cast edition of the show that actually probably counts as our Friday edition of the podcast coming out late tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a very late night, and I'm have a very early morning the next morning getting ready for my radio show but this is the best time of year folks enjoy the game tonight my prediction by the way probably going uh your the way you guys think it's going to go i've got byu 45 utah state 13 i think it's not close i think byu runs away with this one and let's be honest if it's the last time these two schools are going to play because there's nothing on the schedule beyond this lay the wood on utah state and tell them hey you truly are little brother. All right, that'll do it for us. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Make our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast your second listen. Get ready for the weekend ahead and all things Big 12 action with Josh Neighbors does a great job making sure you're apprised of all of the news and notes in the Big 12 conference. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like this one. Until tomorrow, have a great day. Enjoy the game tonight and we'll be back with you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.